Hello, this is Richard C. Wilson, the Family Office Club, doing an investor mandate interview today with my friend here, Steve. Welcome, Steve. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me. Sure. And uh, Steve, I know you were at our Family Office Super Summit in December, our event at the Ritz-Carlton there with uh, 800 or so people. And we got to know each other there as well as over dinner that evening. And can you just introduce yourself a little bit in terms of uh, your day-to-day investment perspective, what types of investments and projects you work on, et cetera? Sure. Well, my name is Steve. Thanks for introducing me. I've been an attorney for the last 30 years and investment and entrepreneur for that period of time as well. Um, and I've developed, you know, what I consider a, a formula for myself that's worked over the course of time uh, that I like to share at times. And, and certainly we can, uh, and we had dinner together, so you know, some of my strategies and whatnot, but we can certainly cover some here. You know, um, I look and we talked, Richard, before this call, you know, even started here um, and uh, in, this, in this conference uh, that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in a negative way right now in our country, right from a health perspective. On the other side of the fence, there might be a lot of opportunity for prosperity, and success, potential growth in business, right? So um, I, I, I try and counsel and I'm coaching people and talking to them all the time. And um, I've been involved in investing for, for my whole career. I'm partners with Kevin Harrington, which you know as well, uh, who spoke at that conference and event. And so we've looked at a variety of projects and I've looked at a variety of projects over the course of my life and career. And I've always gone with my gut, right? And I think that's important to be really well researched and go with your gut when you really know what's right for yourself and not, and not necessarily step out of the sphere of what your, uh, your comfort level. Um, sure. Done it a couple of times. I have to say, I probably regretted it. And there's sometimes that there's something squarely in my warehouse. Um, I represent a lot of people in the sports and entertainment space. And I had a gentleman come to me about uh, 2012 about doing American football in the league inside of India. And I liked the idea so much that I didn't have an agreement in place, but I basically said, boom, I'm in. Right. And so I actually helped raise the funds for that and put monies uh, uh, up for, you know, a lot of stuff that we did with that league. And so now we are still running and a lot of successful high profile people involved in that. Great. Great. Okay. And what are you looking for in terms of uh, top three to five types of investments, types of companies, size of companies that you're looking to, to source? Interesting. And I appreciate you asking that. You know what? I like all sizes of companies, you know, and okay. I don't that might be a kind of maybe too broad of an approach for some people. But from our perspective, we look at it from the actual people who you're investing in, right? Because you're investing in people. So I have some people right. that actually are very small and nurturing and starting up and doing startups and, uh, and uh, inventor types that are really gung-ho and excited about what they're actually, you know, working on. And that sometimes it gets a little more exciting to represent and, and, and myself in this sense, in this, in this uh, particular interview. I like working with people like that because I think they're looking for solutions, are very excited about their projects, and I like to see the vision of where it could go. And because right. of Kevin's background and my background and working with entrepreneurs and growing products ourselves, we think there's huge upside. I'd love more than anything to see a company going from doing, you know, zero, you know, $200 million if I can. That would be my dream situation. Right. That said, we have a lot of companies that come to us about structured relationships and investments and whatnot at a much bigger and grander scale, such as companies that may be involved in a, uh, in a pharmaceutical, perhaps even. Uh, I, I, love the, I love the biotech space, I love pharmaceutical. I like the medical device space. I had like three calls yesterday in the medical device space because I've been an investor in those types of companies. I have success. I'm an investor in the company right now that has a a medical device, which I absolutely love that actually helps heal diabetic ulcers. So I think it's a wide scope, wide range. And it's just, I think we have a good feel for, you know, good people. Sure, sure. And what uh, city are you based in and what regions do you prefer to invest in? Is it all over the US or US Canada or... I'm in Chicago, which I'm kind of the center and epicenter of things going on in this country, perhaps the world. Um, But, you know, because again, my reach with Kevin and myself and I've done, I just mentioned uh, India a little while ago. I... 
I like the global relationships. Got a phone call with the group today in Germany and, and uh, been involved in stuff in Prague and, you know, um, and so I'm in, uh, in Israel and I, I, I'm excited about working with people on a global basis because guess what? We're sitting here right now having a great communication on our computers because we're actually stuck where we are stuck here in a Zoom type meeting. And you know what? I could do meetings all over the globe right now. So we're actually a closer world right now to do, you know, to do business. Involved another phenomenal deal in Chile um, with some great entrepreneurs and, and um, they need some money and funding for a really cool um, biotech deal that I'm involved in. Sure. Uh, we usually ask what's the number one opportunity, like above everything else, do you want to source a consumer product company, a, a meat company, a fintech company? Like what's the number one uh, thing? Consumer, that product, consumer product and fintech might be my one, two punch. I really enjoy that. You know, we love consumer okay. goods uh, products and we develop consumer products, which I like as well too. And fintech is just something close to my soul. I just really enjoy it a lot. Um, uh, a close third might be biotech, which I mentioned earlier, because I love the opportunity to see something that can potentially heal somebody of some issues. Right. And sure. that's always cool to be involved in something like that. Sure. Okay. And then what is your number one piece of advice for an investor listening to this interview that would, you know, if you knew it 10 years ago, you know, it would have saved you maybe a hundred thousand dollars or just save you a ton of time. It's hard to put a number up. Two words, don't chase. I think there's a lot of times people feel they have to be active and by being active, they, they interpret that to be overactive and yeah. that turns into real chasing. And when you're chasing, you're not really working with your, your head. You're not really thinking clearly and straight enough to really absorb the ramifications of a good or bad investment. You know, right. a lot of people, in our, we've all been victims of this. You get that great call from somebody going, we invented something new. The stock's going today. Jump on board. <clears throat> it's going to be gone tomorrow. Rush, rush. Let's go. Right. I, there's so many opportunities out there. Take yeah. your time. Family offices in particular have to be protective of what? The family wealth. Right. right. So yeah. I think that, that I think don't rush and don't feel like you're panicked and pressed into to action. Um, I like taking like a 24 hour, you know, cool down rule, which is basically no matter how hot and cool I am over something like that. Let me look at it in 24 hours. I have to tell you probably 70 percent of the time after I look at something for 24 hours, it's completely different than what I thought it was 24 hours earlier. Right, right. Yeah, no, that's a great point. We did an investor interview right before this with someone as part of a investor club. And they said it was that group mentality coming at it a few times over is what evolves their idea, which is similar to coming back to it with your own head or your own team a day later. And I know last week someone approached me and they said, hey, we got this great deal, but we need $50 million in five days. And I said, well, I'm not even going to read the email because it's going to take me five days just to read the email, think over if I even know one person that'd be interested and you know, yeah. that's such a huge size deal to try to get down that time. I was like, well, I'm not your guy then, right? Right, right. And, you know, and, and then that gets back to my final point with everything that I would close with in my conclusion everything. And I guess this is my legal background as well, too, because, you know, I structure a lot of deals. And that's what I'm yeah. really known for as well. And I, I'm responsible and work with a lot of celebrities, right? In sports yeah. and sports. Um, and, and that to me is due diligence, I can't stress that enough. That's where right. people lose more money than anything. What happens is you wake up on Nango, I had no idea that guy had a bankruptcy, right? right? I didn't know that they lost their money on this particular deal, which is almost very similar or exact to this deal in a different rose colored, you know, glass scenario, right? Yeah. So I think that that due diligence to, to me is most important. And you know what? Listen, every single deal, and, and you know, I consult and, and a lot of people with you and, and whatnot, but, you know, read the agreements. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I have people call me up in my whole career, right? And I speak about this topic all the time. Read the agreement. Right. People are like there's a boilerplate. Boilerplate means one thing. Someone's you know someone's boiling you, right? So it's kind of like what's boilerplate? 
you know? Um, really, there's language in there sometimes where people call me up and they're shaking their heads going, I just didn't know it was in there. Yeah. You know, yeah. They were over-exuberant, they're emotional, they were excited, and they didn't take the time to say, I didn't see that's how they could get out, you know? I didn't yeah. know they would repurchase a portion of the agreement. Like, I've seen so many people that have come up, and this could be a another time you guys can get together and talk about this on the network and thank you for having me on Richard, by the way, sure. what you do is terrific. Your service is terrific when, and you're a valued partner. Okay. Thank you. But, but I can't stress enough that sometimes, you know, people look at it and say, you know, this company is so successful right now and there's a repurchase agreement in there, right? A clause that's repurchasing all my stock. I didn't know it was in there. Right. And I didn't even understand what it was. Just do the due diligence. You put money in. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a simple thing to do. You know, if it's an, an agreement of any type, you should read it. How, how simple of a thing to have to say, but you have to say it because so commonly that happens, right? So it's I one of those interesting things. People call me up and, and they'll say to me, and, and I'll work with high-level celebrities sometimes. They're like, well, if you like it, I'm good. I'm like, you know what? No. I said, we're going to go over every word of this agreement and talk it through and let's right. really go through it. And by and large, you most of the time I hear comments coming back, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you know, a contract's two, uh, two-way street. So um, – you know, that, that's, yeah. that, that'd be my most profound conclusionary advice would be. Yeah, no, that's great. Especially for those that are worth uh, maybe 25 or 50 million net worth and are moving a hundred miles per hour. Is that yeah. much more tempting just to outsource everything that's not what you enjoy doing or what you're best at? So yeah, you know, I had a client and I'll leave it, I'll leave it to this story because it might be profoundly uh, um, important for people to kind of think about. I had a client was doing tremendous, a very high profile person who played in one of the major sports leagues mm -hmm. and uh, was worth several hundred million dollars. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Had a couple, probably two, three or four different exits and uh, decided in 2007 to purchase a parcel of land. Okay. To okay. do track housing. They required him to have a personal guarantee on the track. Mm -hmm. housing. What happened in 2008? His fortune was lost. You know, he had enough leverage and power to get this loan probably without the personal guarantee. So I just let that story out there sometimes because it gets the same response you're giving, you know, hmm, right? That thought process, how many times you put in that situation. You might have the best business in the whole world. Understand the ramifications of signing a personal guarantee. Right, right, right. Even though it's labeled with a relatively obvious name, there's many ways not to do it or get around it or just not do you that. Tell happens. We're sitting with the coronavirus right now, right? I mean, yeah. Or if he signed it again this time, he signed that contract in 2008. If he signed it today, guess what? There's no row housing getting built for the next six months. And quite frankly, when we come out of this, I'm not so sure what the real estate market looks like because I think people are going to become a little bit more conservative. And I think a lot more conservative in some cases. You know, uh, you know, there'll be a segment of people, even if they escape this while only being bloodied a little bit, I think they'll be in the back of their mind. Who knows what could happen, right? Learning experience. We all could learn. Nobody could have predicted this. Yeah, so, but for with sure. That, with that comes prosperity, right? And so right. some of the best companies got funded in the last 2008 to 2010 uh, 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 crisis. And you may not be aware of it, but somebody actually texted to me. It was great. There was four or five companies that got like Airbnb and some other big ones yeah. that actually launched during those times. So I think that this gives you time now to reflect about what you'd like to do, what you'd like to search forward with, change your, your methodologies, change your analysis, change your mission statement, right? right but right. Um, I think that there's a lot of great things now because guess what now we come out of this right now everyone's gonna be burgeoning everyone's gonna be surging forward for that next great opportunity to really grow and i think people are being way more collaborative and looking to do bigger and better deals so right. I, I look at the positive side of what we're going yeah. through
Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I appreciate that. And um, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? Is it through LinkedIn or email or? You know, uh, Steve at me.com. They could directly email me, no problem. They can reach out to me on LinkedIn, which is terrific too. And quite frankly, um, you know, I'll be available. And, and Richard, you know me personally as well too. So anybody can reach through you as well too. And, um, and again, thanks for being a, uh, a guiding force with your business from all these years. And I, I see the trust that people have in you and looking forward to our continued and uh, successful relationship. Yeah, for sure. Happy to have you on one of our virtual uh, investor discussion panels we're doing each week. And then once our live events start up in a couple months, whenever the CDC gives us a thumbs up, then we hope to see one of those again, again too. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much. Right. Stay Take safe. Bye-bye now. You too. Take care. Bye.